All right, motherfuckers, welcome to the element of surprise. If uh, that song about beards and having a beard wasn't um, enough of a fucking, uh, excuse me, wasn't enough of a fucking uh, hint, then it's time for the the annual manliness episode. So uh, let's prepare for manliness by doing the most manly things we can. First off, let's all take a minute to drink a glass of scotch whiskey and eat a 24-ounce steak. Then, we can all prepare for manliness by uh, drinking a glass of scotch whiskey, eating a 24-ounce steak, grabbing our women and thunder-fucking them to new levels of ecstasy, uppercutting a 2,000-pound Kodiak bear out of our way, and to go knock down trees with our bare hands. This is the element of surprise. My name is Chadwick J. Suet, and it is time to get manly. You can check out all the manliness of the Element of Surprise at eosmentallyirregular.podbean.com and uh, check out our Manly Manly Facebook page at, EO- at facebook.com backslash eosmentallyirregular. Um, make sure you type in mentally irregular and not mantally irregular, which I know one would be apt to do with how manly we're about to be- get. So it is 2020, and uh, if we're going to be manly in the year of 2020, after every fucking thing that's happened so far. Um, if you're going to be manly in the year 2020, it's, it's kind of an uphill climb. You've got an uphill climb ahead of you. But that doesn't mean anything, because manly men only climb uphill everywhere they go, always. So let's start with some manly things that you can do to start your day, just to get in the manly mindset, all right? First, punch something. Doesn't matter what. A pillow, a punching bag, a window, a pack of pissed off Timberwolves. It doesn't matter. Just fucking punch something. Next, try your hand at drinking a pot of coffee. Just black, straight from the pitcher. Or if you're drinking it on the move, drink it from a, you have to drink it from a large stainless steel thermos that weighs no less than five pounds. So that way you can get a nice warm up on your arm workout in by lifting the steaming hot beverage to your lips every time you take a gulp. But just make sure that you alternate arms and switch arms between every gulp so that way you stay balanced. That's manly. Um, You can follow that up by dragging fallen trees into the woods. Just wrap a thick leather strap or your belt around them and just get to dragging. Just drag the trees off of your property or anybody else's back into the woods. And now once you're done with that, it should be around 5 a.m. So you better get ready for work with a good breakfast. Now, what, what... do we cook for breakfast? What what are we going to have for breakfast, manly man? Uh, well, you got to cook yourself the perfect manly breakfast, which consists of six eggs, two pounds of thick-cut back bacon, a single piece of buttered toast, a small glass of orange juice, which you made by squeezing the oranges with your bare hands over top of a glass, and another pot of black coffee. So... That's, that's your breakfast. Now, we, now we're ready to begin our manly day. What, what can we do now that we've had a manly breakfast and we've gone off to our manly job? Well, uh, you know, first off, your manly job is easily going to be, you know, something where, like, you, you teach people to drink whiskey or, you know, you lift cars above your head with your bare hands. You know, maybe something where you single-handedly invade a terrorist, uh, a terrorist stockade and, uh, you know, take out uh, enemies of America, 80s style, with just a bow and arrow. 
Maybe you're going to ram a tank into a helicopter uh, or jump a tank over a ravine. You know, something manly. That's that's what you got to do for work. Maybe your work involves animals. And so, you know, uh, nope, nope, I'm not saying you work at the zoo and uh, nothing like that. Uh, maybe your work is a little bit more manly with the animals. So uh, maybe you protect people who work on Alaskan pipelines from uh, vicious Alaskan wolves like Liam Neeson in that movie The Grey where he ends up fighting wolves. One of the most manly movies of all time. First you survive a plane crash and then you're alone in the frozen tundra fighting wolves with your bare hands. Describe anything? Does that sound manly to anybody but me? Alright. So, this is the manliness episode. It is November after all and, uh, you know, it's... uh, you know, Movember as they call it, so we got to get manly. It's an annual thing. I do it here every year, so we're going to get manly. And, uh, you know, first thing I want to talk about this year is, uh, about manly things, is how to ram yourself and your vehicle through a vehicular roadblock. So let's analyze that, that very situation, shall we? You're, you're driving. You know, you're on the highway, the, the freeway, the interstate, wherever it is that you may be driving. And, you know, it, for whatever reason, you come across a uh, vehicular roadblock. There is a, the, the road is blocked off by, by cars turned sideways. And maybe there are people behind them, military people. Maybe it's people in uh, leather hazmat suits, like in the blob. You know, some, some situation where the only thing between you and your destination is a vehicular roadblock. So what do you do? Well, first things first, you've got to analyze what kind of car you're in. If you're in a geo tracker, you're not going to make it through. You're not going to ram through a vehicular roadblock. So, what you're going to do is you're going to, you know, analyze your car. What kind of car are you in? Let's say you're in that geo tracker. You're not going to head, you know, ram that head on. What you're going to do in that case is you're going to speed at it at no less than uh, 65 miles per hour, which I believe is the geo tracker's top speed, and then. You're gonna jack the e-brake and swing your ass end of the geo tracker into the re- into the roadblock. You're gonna to want to hit them at an angle with the bumper because this will a do minimal damage to the geo tracker, while I'm sure doing no damage to the roadblock. But it might shift the roadblock out of the way where the small ass geo tracker can get through, and then you fire that badass baby in reverse and gun it and gun it through the little opening you made through the roadblock. Any other vehicle, you can pretty much just hit it dead on unless the vehicle was made from the year 1997 onward because otherwise that's just like smashing smashing butter into a fucking rock now if the roadblock is made of cars made at from the year 1997 onward and you're driving something from before that you, you just hammer right through that motherfucker you just gun right through it it's not going to do it's going to be like swatting a fly so let's say Let's say you're on a motorcycle and you come across a vehicular roadblock. Do you go around it? No, you do not. Can you go around it? Sure. If you want to be a fucking, you know, if, if you'd rather be at home having a tea party with the women, go around it. But if you're going to be manly, you got to look for any piece of debris that's going to give you a launch, that's going to launch you over the roadblock. And that is how you're going to get past the the, ro- the vehicular roadblock on a motorcycle. That's the manliest way to fucking do it. Now, if you're in like a military vehicle, like a tank or something like that, of course you just go right through it. Um, any any chance to use the tank to smash is worthwhile. Unless, of course, 
you have the chance to jump the tank over a ravine, in which case, as previously said, do, do that. Um, let's talk about some manly phrases from the past. There are some manly phrases that just, they, they fell out of use as manliness went downhill, and as you can tell from the men of the world in the year 2020, manliness is at an all-time low. I'd say being manly is at an all-time low. And I know what you're going to say, but Chad, there are beards everywhere. Well, as much as I hate to admit it, having a beard does not a man make. I know, it saddens me just as it saddens all of you. It's okay. As, as manly men, we're allowed to shed three tears a year, and I think we might have at least one left to shed this year before 2020 is over. So uh, go ahead and shed that personal tear now over the fact that, man, that having a beard does not necessarily make you a man. But uh, let's, let's look at some manly phrases from the past that we can bring back to increase the manliness of the world in the year 2020. Now, there was a term that was used in the past by manly men for a person whose face was, was very red. Um, you know, like if a person's face was very, very red from anger or from being tired or for being winded, they would say that they're an admiral of the red. An admiral of the red. Where the hell did that phrase go? Where did it come from? Manliness is where it came from. But where, where did that go? I, would, I, I deal with angry people on a daily basis. Calling them an admiral of the red and having them look confused at me is definitely a highlight of my day. So why are we not doing this? Now, there's another phrase. Anointing. Now, I know what you're thinking. Anointing? That's just a word. People get anointed all the time. Yeah, but in the case of uh, manliness, anointing was a good beating. Whenever you, whenever you gave somebody a good me- beating, you, gave, you, 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 get, you anointed them. They'd been anointed. Back in the day, if somebody whipped out their gun and fired at you, they, they were taking aim with their barking iron. Not a gun, not a pistol, their barking iron. Maybe, uh, maybe you had somebody who was out of breath, especially uh, somebody who was winded. That they, they were a bellows to mend. That means that they were, you know, their lungs capacity was low, and that their the breath had been taken away. They were bellows to mend. Maybe you ran into a bunch of blind monkeys in your manly trek across the world. Now, blind monkeys were an imaginary collection of zoological gardens which are supposed to receive care and attention from persons fitted by nature for such office and for little else an idle and useless person is often told that he is only fit to lead the blind monkeys so if you meet a useless person they're only fit to lead the blind monkeys now maybe maybe you as a man got into fisticuffs with another man maybe maybe you couldn't shut your bone box long enough to 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 uh, save your own skin, and another manly man punched you in the eye. Well, now you've got a blinker, a black eye, a blinker. Oh, I couldn't shut my bone box long enough, and he gave me a blinker. That's fucking manly. Bone box, by the way, is your mouth. Um, now, maybe you've run into a bully trap. What's a bully trap, you say? Well, it's a manly thing. It's a brave man with a mild or effeminate appearance by whom the bullies are frequently taken in. So you take a look at me. I don't look like much. I, I'm, I'm 140 pounds. I 
don't look like I'm in any athletic shape, but I'm rather brave, and I am a man's man. So, you know, bullies were often taken in by me. And uh, true true story, let me, let me back down my, my manly swag here and tell you guys a true story. Whenever I was in, uh, I think it was 11th grade, I was in Votech, and there was a um, class across the hallway from ours where they would give haircuts. And at the time, uh, many of you who know me know that I had, you know, uh, many colors of hair, be it blue or pink or green or whatnot. So oftentimes I had to go and get my hair bleached. I didn't know how to do it. So I'd go across the hall to the cosmetology uh, class and get my hair bleached there. And there was a girl there um, named Ashley who would bleach my hair for me. Now her boyfriend, whose name was Derek, was a complete asshole. And he didn't like anybody even talking to Ashley. So the fact that she'd be like, oh, hey, Chad, you coming over to get your hair bleached? To me, to him, that made me a threat. Why? I don't fucking know. Because that dude was stacked and fucking looked like he could fucking, like, eat, like, looked like he woke up in the morning and, like, grabbed a handful of fucking, like, nails and thumbtacks and just ate them in a manly manner. Maybe he did, not in a manly way. Maybe he just did that because he was fucking psychotic. I don't know. So, anyway, long story short, I'm, I'm out getting a, uh, they had these vending machines there. So I leave my class to go get something to drink from the vending machine. And I turn around, and there's Derek and, like, three fucking goons of his. One of his friends was easily 6'2", six, six fucking 300 pounds, uh, from, like, the, the welding class. And Derek's like, hey, man, uh, I just wanted to let you know that a pussy like you shouldn't even be going around my girlfriend. I want you to stay away from her. I'm like, dude, I got no interest in your girlfriend. She just bleaches my hair. He's like, good, so you can stay away from her then, or I'm going to kick your ass. And, you know, being the bully trap that I am, the brave man with a mild or slash effeminate appearance, I, I took a look at Derek, and I took a look at the situation I was in. There's four people against me. Now, for those of you that know Chadwick J. Suet, you don't need four people to kick my ass. You maybe need one. Maybe. But Derek brought three others just to be on the safe side, I guess. So I took a look at the situation, and I could have been a pussy and been like, Oh, yeah, no problem, Derek. I'm sorry. I'll stay away from her. I'll stay away from her. I'm Uncle Arthur from Bewitched. Meh. <laughs> no, um, what I did is I, I, I could have done that, but instead I, I'm like, Okay, so let's look at the situation. Uh, I have no interest in your girlfriend. All she does is bleach my hair. But you got your three little friends to come fucking, I guess, intimidate me or something. So let's look at this logically. One, you guys kicked my ass. Okay, not that hard. This fucker looks like he could eat me in one bite. And you got two other fuckers with you. So that's four fucking people total. So you beat the shit out of me. You don't look too good. Wow, Derek and three of his and three other guys kicked Chad Suet's ass? Okay, that must have been real hard. Derek's a real fucking asshole. He's a real fucking pussy. That's how you're going to look. Or, let's look at this the other way. Let's say by some fucking miracle. Let's say divine intervention. God himself reaches his hand down from heaven, and I win the fight. I kick your ass. Well, all four of you just got your asses beat by a fucking 120 fucking five pound, which I was at the time, soaking wet fucking you know, scarecrow of a person. How's that going to make you look? And Derek's like, uh, 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 and his friend goes, shit. 
And I'm like, yeah, move out of my way. That's what being a bully trap is. You, you don't back down from the circumstances, no matter how much the odds are stacked against you and how much it looks like you would be the person to back down. That's what being a bully trap is. I am a bully trap. If things had escalated with Derek, I would have had to give him a bunch of fives. Now, what's a bunch of fives, you ask? Well, that's another manly term for a fist. A fist. I would have had to give him a bunch of fives. And uh, I'm sure I would have gotten a bunch of fives in return. And the last manly phrase I'm going to throw out tonight is cat heads. Ah, look there, good gentlemen. Do you see the cat heads? Yes, we do. Those are some fine cat heads indeed. Well, what are cat heads, Chad? You're using this manly, manly term, cat heads. What is that? Well, that's that's an old, old manly term for uh, women's breasts. Cat heads. So... That's, uh, that's some fa- manly shit that's been going on in the world. And um, <clears throat> the last manly thing I want to talk to you guys about tonight, before we go on to uh, other stuff that needs to be fucking discussed, is just how to drink whiskey. You know, I, 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 I don't often drink anymore, but when I do, I stay the fuck away from whiskey, because whiskey is man-fire. It brings out every, every manly fucking emotion that's in your body. And oftentimes you can't handle it, so you just turn into a dickhead. That happens to me, I'll admit that. But if I'm going to drink whiskey, it's going to be the manliest way possible. So what you do is you get a tumbler, a small tumbler, a lowball glass. And then you put half a shot of whiskey in the bottom of that glass. Then you put one fucking ice cube in. Tiny ice cube. Just enough to clink off the side of the glass, and you let it cool. Then, you hold that in your hand. While you talk manly-like with other manly men. Then you gulp it down. That's it. That's the whiskey. That's all you've needed. You don't need any more. You don't need any more for that night. You've just drank whiskey in the manliest fucking way possible. If you go and you get a whole bottle of whiskey and you drink the whole fucking bottle, you're just a drunk or an asshole. But if you take the one the one tumbler with the small glass of whiskey and you just drink that in one gulp and you're just done with the whiskey because that's all you needed. You don't need whiskey to tell you you're a man. You're a man, which is why you tell the whiskey how, how you are. Follow? Savvy? Good. Alright. So, you know, I guess... 2020 wasn't that manly of a year, so I didn't have that many manly things to bring up. You know, I mean, and keep in mind that this you're, you're talking to a guy that woke up the other day and watched fucking Predator, Terminator, Rambo, Robocop, and Rocky just to start his day. These were manly things. There isn't that much manliness going around in 2020, so you gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta bear with me listeners, and I I, I apologize. I wish I had more manliness to give you. I wish that I alone could re-manify the world. I I know. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. I know that sometimes I disappear for, for, you know, months on end, like like the proverbial trailer park dad who's leaving to go get a a pack of smokes and a scratch-off ticket. But I always come back because I'm a real man. And I know that simply by staring at my unshaven, grizzled looks, all of your, all of your female counterparts 
have been impregnated. I understand that. But I cannot remanify the world alone. So you've got to bear with me and you've got to give me that. I, I give you tips on how to be more manly, but I'm, I, 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 I'm manly enough to admit that I can't remanify the world by myself. I need you other manly men to man up and help me. Let's, let's get together and let's man up. So, that said, there are some things that uh, have been going on in, in my, my real life that I just got to talk about. Uh, many of you know that I have, for 19 years off and on, worked retail. And in doing so, have encountered many of the public people, far too many of the, of the members of the public, far too many members of the public. And I'm just going to tell you about a few of them right now. So, as I record this, I can say that just this morning, just this morning, yes, Bouse, I hear you. I heard you there, Bouse. Just this morning, I went to the post office. Yes, I heard you, Bouse. Just this morning, I went to the post office. Bouse, would you like to be part of this conversation? So, just this morning, I went to the post office, okay? And I, I'm so fed up with, with you know, uh, the public in general that having to stand in line at the post office is, is, is like the bane of my existence. It's, it's like wrapping my eyes in thorns. It's like shoving, shoving my, my face into a thorn bush. So, but, you know, it's part of life. I had to go to the post office, so I had to stand in line. I had a parcel that needed shipped, which is, by the way, manly. That's how men do it. We ship parcels. We don't email things, and we don't, you know, lick stamps. We, we, we wrap it in boxes, and we ship it. So, um, anyway, I'm at the post office. And I'm standing in line, and there's a shitload of people in there. And the lady in front of me has, in under her arm, a stack of envelopes, of which she later said to the uh, teller in front of me that there were 28 Whenever it was her time, because she was right in front of me, she had 28 envelopes. How many tellers were available at the post office in Murraysville? Just one. Just one, because apparently that's all that they needed. You'll need one teller at the fucking post office at, at the end of November, This when people are going to be doing fucking shipping for Christmas. You only need one fucking person working there. So the lady with the 28 fucking envelopes in front of me gets up in line. And she's like, okay, I have 28 envelopes I need to send out. And the teller goes, okay... And how much do they weigh? And she goes, oh, you'll have to weigh them. They're all the same. So the teller takes one of the envelopes and weighs it and says, okay, this is how much it weighs. This is how much postage will cost on it. Do you just want that many stamps, 28 stamps, based off that weight of that postage? That's the logical way to go, right? That's how, I, that's how you would do it, right? No, no, not this woman. She's like... No, just weigh all of them. Not together, individually. Just take your time to individually weigh and uh, charge me for, uh, for each, each individual envelope's weight. And everyone else can wait in line because I'm not sure that each of these exactly the same size 8 by 10 fucking uh, shipping envelopes with two pieces of paper a piece inside them are going to weigh exactly the same and cost the exact same for fucking postage. So you need to individually weigh all 28 of them one at a time. So 
we're just gonna hold up the line while each of my fucking envelopes gets weighed, and then I'm gonna ask six questions about each envelope. Oh, I, okay, well, this one weighs the same as the last one. Are you sure? Yes. Did you, are, okay, because that one needs to go somewhere else. No, okay, so what, the address you wrote on the fucking envelope is longer, so that means it weighs more? No! You weigh the fucking things, or here's a better idea. Here's a better idea. You purchase the postage first. You fucking retard. You, and the fucked up thing is she wasn't an old woman or anybody that I could yell at about it. She was like 45. I'm almost 40 myself, so she was like six years older than me, six or seven years older than I am. And she's like, no, please weigh each individual fucking envelope by themselves, one at a time, and then I'm going to ask you questions about each envelope, and then we'll get through all 28 of them. I had my, I had one fucking parcel under my fucking arm that I just needed to drop off. But, again, there's one fucking person working there. So I've got to wait. I've got to wait for 28 envelopes to get asked fucking six questions. Let's, let's do some math. I know I don't really like math, but let's do some fucking math on this. Let's say we have 28 envelopes. Hmm? Each one gets asked six questions. That's 168 fucking questions about fucking envelope postage. What the fuck? How important can what you're sending in those envelopes fucking be? Are they legal documents? Even if they are, I promise you they're not that fucking important. Are they presidential fucking pardons for fucking people in prison? No, they're not because you wouldn't be going to the Murraysville fucking post office if they were. Just... Give them to the lady, let them fu- let them fucking put all 28 on and be like, yeah, postage is this. Okay, let me pay you for the postage. Okay, she prints the postage, slaps the postage on there. Next, easy fucking peasy. No. Oh, okay, well, this envelope. Now, this envelope, I only packed, I only sealed this envelope this morning. So, my saliva on the envelope may make it weigh slightly more than that last envelope. What the fuck are you talking about? Just weigh the fucking envelope and move on. Jesus fucking Christ. Now, there's also a, a, a lady that I encountered recently at work. Um, because I really enjoy my job, I'm not going to say where I work or what I do, but I, I can say this. On the day that she came in, I was the only working employee because it was Sunday and we don't need more than one person on Sunday because Sundays usually aren't that busy. That said... It was during a small rush. So I, I was helping about four people at once. And this woman comes in to get a particular item. We didn't have that particular item. I know for a fact we didn't have that particular item because I had just done inventory. So what does this woman say to me? She doesn't say, oh, I, okay, can you order one? Yeah, yeah, we can. I'll be happy to do that for you. She says this. Well, I drove 40 minutes to buy this. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. You could have called the store. No, that's preposterous. Having, having even thought that on my part, that she could have caused the, called the store to see, even if we were open, because she didn't know, was uh, a preposterous idea. That, that, was, that was ridiculous on my part. How dare I? Also, not only did she drive 40 minutes, but she's been waiting for 10. Okay, well, I'm helping, you know, three other people. I'm asking you to be patient. 
Well, I didn't drive 40 minutes to come here to not get what I want. Okay, well, we don't have it. We can order it for you. Would you like me to do that? It'll get shipped straight to your house. No. No, because I'm already here. I already drove the 40 minutes out of my way without calling you to see if you were even open or to see if you had the item that I want to purchase. I don't, so I don't want you to order it for me. Okay, well, I'm, I'm sorry then. Nothing I can do to help you. Huh. Well, who, who, who is the, who, I, I came from Latrobe. I drove 40 minutes from Latrobe here. And you, yeah, we don't have it. And you don't have it? We don't have it. Who has it? I don't know. Can you call the other store? Oh, okay, so, so now you want me to do what I suggested you could have done and you scoffed at me for. You want me to now do what you proposed was an idiot idea whenever I said it was to you, you could have done it. You, for you to do it, that's preposterous. For me to do it, that's, that's necessary. That's obviously something that must be done. And uh, I should get on that right away, despite the fact that I'm already helping other customers. Well, yeah, okay, I can call the other store, but I'm pretty sure they don't have it. So, well, call them for me. I'm in a hurry. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you're in a hurry. I didn't know that you driving 40 minutes out of your way, not even knowing the store was fucking open, made you in a hurry. I'm sorry that you driving from point A to point B without knowing that the item you wanted to purchase was even in stock made you in a hurry when you could have called the store, but how dare I suggest that? Now you want me to call another store for you because you're incapable of doing that. I see your cell phone in your hand. I see you holding it. That's, you can't use that to call the other store? Well, I do my fucking job of helping these people who I can actually fucking help right now? No. 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 I cannot. I drove 40 minutes from Latrobe to Murraysville. Uh, I, I drove 40 minutes. Okay. You drove 40 minutes. Let me call. Yeah. Hi. Do you guys have this? No, we don't have that. Okay. I'll let them know. Thank you. No, they don't have it. Who has it? I don't fucking know! Get out of my goddamn store! It was literally to a point, and I'm not exaggerating here, it was literally to a point that other customers were, like, talking at her and saying, like, you could have called the store. You should have just called. You can call the store. You know, this guy's busy. He's he's trying to help you. He's, he's being very accommodating. And he, uh, and you're, 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 she's like, well, how far did you have to drive? How far did you have to drive? Like, the other people's distances, the other customers' distance they drove makes her more important than them. Because she's an entitled white person in the year 2020 who wanted to get the items she wanted to get. Uh, it says you have them online. It doesn't say we have them in the store. Just that we sell them. Just that our brand offers that item. I said, yes. It does say that online. Again, that's why I can order it for you. Well, I didn't. Wa I don't want it mailed to me on a few on a on a day in the future. I wanted it today. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Too bad. Nothing I can do to help you. Bye. She turned. She left. She was pissed off. Ba 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 ba. She left a bad review. Only one person working. 
didn't even have what I wanted. <laughs> Only one person working. Didn't even have what I wanted. One star. Fuck you! I'm gonna, if, if I ever meet that woman again, I'm gonna give her the fives. She's gonna get the fives, which, as I said earlier, is just a manly way of saying the fist. I'm gonna give her the fives right, right in her fucking bone box, and then I'm gonna stomp on her cat heads. <laughs> give her the fives right in her bone box and stomp on her cat heads. And, okay, one more, one more story about my, my wonderful life in retail and how much I just love dealing with the public. Um, so another a family came in the other day, and they wanted to know about some, some plan we were offering. So they came in, and I'm explaining it. But the woman, the wife, keeps fucking interrupting me while I'm explaining it. You know, I'm, I'm on my, my little work area, going over the, the details of it, and she just keeps interrupting me. I asked her exactly what product she was looking for. I factored that in. I put it into the little calculator. I asked her exactly how many people they were getting for. I factored that in. I put it in the little calculator. And she just kept it. I'm like, okay, so the plan would be this. And I'm explaining the plan for her. And she keeps interrupting me. I'm just, I'm just literally reading off what's in front of me. Basically, I'm reading it down the list. I'm like, okay, if you did this, it would be this much. If you did this for this many people, it would be that much. And she's just like, well, what if I... No, 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 son. No, 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 no. That's not what I said. Okay, well, what did... Ma'am, I'm just giving you the options. When we get to the one that fits your needs, say that one. And she goes, well, what, what, if, what if we did this? What if we did this? What if we did this? I'm like, if you would let me finish speaking, man. Ma'am. I'm like, ma'am, if you just let me finish speaking, we'd we get there. We're going to get to that point. Her husband, who up until this point has been virtually non-existent, he's been a fucking ghost just walking around the store aimlessly. But whenever I said, ma'am, if you would just let me finish speaking, we'll get there, he goes, whoa, 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 my man, my man. Don't talk to my wife like that. When you speak to my wife, you speak to her with respect. This woman is barking fucking orders at me, interrupting every goddamn thing I have to say. And I said, all I said to her was, ma'am, if you would let me finish speaking, we're going to get there. And you can tell me when I've reached the plan that fit, that suits your needs. And I said it exactly like that in that fucking tone. Whoa, whoa, my man, my man. When you speak to my wife, you speak to her with respect. Where the fuck did you come from? Did you just fucking come through a wall? Did you just fucking, like, appear for, like phase into existence because I saw you get out of the car with them but I didn't even see you come into the store dude anyway I tell this guy I'm like I, I am treating your wife with respect sir she she just keeps interrupting me I'm trying to you know give her the pertinent information I want to make sure she understands it he goes no you were not treating my wife with respect I said okay well I'm sorry he goes that's better I go that you see it that way and my boss goes <laughs> And starts laughing. He goes, okay, I want to talk to the manager then. And my boss walks up. And he goes, all he's doing is explaining your wife. And the guy goes to my boss and goes, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to him. You shut the hell up. He says this to my boss. He says, you shut the hell up. 
and then he turns back to me and goes, like I said, my man, I want to speak to the manager. Who's that? I said, that's the guy you just told to shut the hell up. And he just goes, it's, uh, uh, and he turns around, he walks outside, he waited by his fucking SUV. Uh, then his family, they're like, okay, well, I think we see what your plan offers. And they got up and they left with him. So, um, you know, I guess if you're going to come in and not, you know, listen, you really don't want us to speak to you, then I guess we're being disrespectful for, you know, treating you well, even though you're barking at me like a fucking uh, hellhound with three heads, like you're fucking Cerberus coming in there and you, hi, how can I help you today? I want this. You're going to give me this right now. Okay. Let's go over the, let's go over the details with you and you can tell me. Wait, let, let me fill your glass. You say when you want me to stop. And as the glass gets closer to overflowing and making a big mess, I go, are you ready to say when yet? When? Just say when, anytime. And I get, hey, she'll say fucking when. She'll say when. You treat my wife with respect. Meanwhile, the glass is overflowing. Orange juice is going everywhere. There's a fucking mess being made. Well, look at that. You just made a goddamn mess. I want to see, well, he said you could say when you, she wanted him to stop. You shut the fuck up, you piece of shit. Ain't nobody talking to you. Who's the manager? The guy you just told to shut up, you piece of shit. What the fuck? I'm sick to death of these entitled motherfuckers just coming in. Oh, we are here to serve. You are here to serve me, Mr. Retail Employee? No, I'm not. I'm here to do my fucking job so I can get paid to pay my fucking bills. If that means kissing a little ass here and there, sure. If it, if it makes you leave happier, fine. But if I'm already treating you cordially, like I would treat any other person, like better than I treat any other person, because I fucking hate people to begin with. So if I'm treating you better than I treat the... the the average per motherfucker on the street just because I'm on the clock and value my job and you tell me I'm being fucking disrespectful, you can go fuck yourself. And next time I see you, you're going to get the fives right in the bone box. All right. This has been the element of surprise. I thank you guys for bearing with me. I thank you guys for listening. Do me a favor, support local podcasts. Uh, if you like what you heard here, then uh, check out a Fireside Chat. That is a podcast hosted by my very good friend Ryan McCormick, uh, Grimace, the original founder, uh, one of the, one half of the original founders of the original Element of Surprise. There'd be no Element of Surprise today without him. So check out a Fireside Chat hosted by Ryan McCormick. That's available on Libsyn.com. And they've got a Facebook page as well, a Fireside Chat on Facebook. Um, also check out Mix Sauce, the comic book podcast, hosted by Ian, Paul, and Matt. That's available on Podomatic. They've also got a uh, Facebook page as well. I think they've also got a website. They've also got a uh, Patreon and a, a second podcast called the, uh, the Mix Sauce Private Reserve which is just a, a little bit more than you get on the regular Mixos podcast. But it's, you know, all worthwhile. And then, of course, check out Case in Point, hosted by Justin Case. That's available on Audio Boom. That said, I thank everyone for listening. And as usual, 
It's hard to stay manly in 2020, but we can do it. We can do it if we band together. So stay manly, my friends, and cue the fucking bear music. Nothing anyone can do, there's nothing anyone can say There's little can be done right now to make this go away Clichéd simple platitudes do not to quell the dread And the breadth and gravity just send me crawling back to bed It's useless in this moment to say we'll get through this somehow There's time enough for action, but that time isn't now Soon we can start planning for what may come to be what I could really use right now is a bacon roll and a cup of tea I don't need positive affirmations, I need to scream and bawl The unrealistic expectations won't help with this at all This is shit, well this is shit I'm not expecting answers because they're out of your remit I'm not looking for solutions just for someone to admit That this is shit, this is shit, this is shit Trying to be helpful, and that is always nice But right now all logic only great, so don't try to give advice I need someone to rant at, will not judge or take offence And my incessant fucking swearing and my unfiltered sentiments So stop the pragmatic interventions, just not say you'll understand Pretend I'm not being an unreasonable arsehole and hold on to my hand This is shit, oh this is shit I'm not expecting answers because they're out of your remit I'm not looking for solutions just for someone to admit That this is shit, this is shit, this is shit So let's all sit and just quietly get pissed And drunkenly attempt to overanalyze all of this We may now be bidding the old times goodbye So let's not feel too embarrassed to have a bloody good cry This is shit Well this is shit I'm not expecting answers because they're out of your remit I'm not looking for solutions just for someone to admit that this is shit This is shit This is shit Well this is shit Oh this is shit I'm not expecting answers because they're out of your remit I'm not looking for solutions just for someone to admit That this is shit, this is shit, this is shit Well this is shit, oh this is shit I'm not expecting answers because they're out of your remit I'm not looking for solutions just for someone to admit That this is shit, this is shit, this is shit Oh, this is shit, this is shit, this is shit. That was actually shit. That was actually shit.